There is nothing new in the world except the history you do not know. Welcome to the Sales History Podcast. I'm your host, narrator, nerd, Todd Capone. For today's episode, I'm hoping you'll allow me to just rant for a couple of minutes. The, the question is, why does sales history matter? Now, there's a smattering of you that love it, that find it super interesting, as do I. Uh, there's another group that are like, hey, unless I can take something that I can use, I don't care, which is totally cool. But I honestly think it goes deeper than that. And here's why. Today, when you look across the sales landscape, you see technologies popping up in every single category known to human beings, right? There's technology, obviously we've had CRM for a while, but there's intelligence tools, there's engagement tools, outreach tools, enablement, pipeline analytics, management, coaching tools, automation, collaboration, intent data, predictive analytics, orchestration, forecasting tool. It, it goes on and on and on the number of tools that we could attribute to this idea of our sales tech stack. Now, that's cool. There's a lot of really, really great technology out there, but where it starts to run up against why I think sales history matters is when I hear the phrase, listen, the sales world, the way that we sell is going to change dramatically over the next 10 years due to technology. That's when I start to think, all right, listen, there's also another phrase that I believe to be pretty important, and it's the phrase, those who do not know history are doomed to repeat it. Here's what I mean. Let's go back. We've talked an awful lot about the late 1800s and the early 1900s in the sales profession. One of the themes around that is this idea that sales was trusted, respected, and even in many cases admired, and that the world looked to salespeople as the success or failure of our own country. During a time of progressive industrialization, salespeople were the cog between the products and services that were going to allow those companies to succeed, and obviously an economy growing as a result of their success to where people were making money, companies were hiring, and the whole economy was growing. And as a result, people had jobs, and America became the powerhouse that it did. That was, one could argue, due to salespeople doing right by their customers. Now, what's amazing about that is, gosh, we did that really, really well. And I don't remember there being any CRMs or automation tools or outreach tools. There wasn't even a telephone. So let's think about this idea of, listen, we were back then without technology at our best as a profession. And now when you look to Gallup's list every year, of least to most trusted professions. Who's at the bottom? Salespeople, members of Congress, and senators. Like, is that where we want to be? So let's take a look at that. Let's go back and talk about this idea of how technology could have been used as incredible help to our profession. They're amazing gifts, but in most cases, salespeople ruin them. And as we get more and more technology, we've got to learn those lessons. Otherwise, we're just going to take the profession down instead of up where it should be going. So let's go back. Remember, back in the 1910s, to make a sale, 
you had to be face-to-face, the 1920s. I'm having a little bit of a hard time seeing when telephone became truly pervasive as an outreach tool. I've seen articles in the 1950s and 1960s. Uh, One article I would love to share on a podcast because it's pretty fantastic about the way that they thought about telephone outreach, but I digress. For many years, salespeople had to be face-to-face. They had to look into the eyes of the customers as they were talking to them. They had to establish authentic human relationships and communications in order to sell, right? Well, we were given this incredible gift and that incredible gift was the telephone. Hello, Sally? Sally, this is mother. Simple, wasn't it? She just picked up her telephone and dialed her daughter in San Francisco, California. In a matter of seconds, she is talking with her simple, and yet you are seeing the results of many, many years of coordinated effort in research, engineering, and operating experience. This device that allowed us to not even have to leave where we are, we could pick up this little thing, put it to our ear, go through an operator or eventually a rotary dialer, touch tone, and now look what we've got. But we could just reach out to an individual and do it on a larger scale very, very quickly. Well, there's that word. It's a five letter dirty word and it's scale. We took this incredible gift and we ruined it. And we ruined it by getting blinded by the idea that I'll just bang out numbers, that numbers are my friend and it's not the human connections and it's not doing right by my customers. And that no's are awesome, even if the no is an aggressive no. Um, I, I tend to argue with that notion and think that we need to constantly be giving and if customers are not willing or ready to buy that's totally cool that can be your no but we're building a relationship where we're helping a customer but anyway salespeople ruined the telephone and what do i mean by that salespeople became very aggressive they were calling during dinner times they were calling that there's one article that i read about how doctors viewed salespeople as menaces because doctors at home, you didn't have a cell phone, you didn't have a pager, you didn't have a a device to text with, with. So doctors who are on call, their phone ringing is their lifeline to saving people's lives. So imagine you're a doctor at home and the phone rings and it's a salesperson. All right, you hang it up, phone rings again, it's another salesperson. The doctor has to be answering all of those calls because what if, what if it's an emergency? It's the only mechanism that hospitals and medical offices and patients were able to get a hold of them. So, I mean, they started to view salespeople as absolute menaces with the cold outreach, right? Well, it got to the point where the technology world had to start developing technologies to prevent salespeople from selling to them. What does that mean? Well, Dr. Shirley Jackson, and I encourage you to look her up, African-American inventor, invented the technology that led to the establishment of things like caller ID, being able to send those little digital packets of information over a phone line that allowed individuals to see who was calling before they picked up. Technologies like those were really only invented to prevent salespeople from bothering people, right? And there were many, many more that came after that. Well, unfortunately... That didn't work. And it got to the point where the government had to get involved, right? 
the Federal Trade Commission had to establish something called the National Do Not Call Registry, where people could sign up and it became against the law to call people whose phone numbers were listed on the Do Not Call Registry. Now, as of very recently, I, I just looked this up. You know how many phone numbers are on the Do Not Call Registry? 221 million. Now, are those people on there to uh, prevent phone calls from people that are just there to uh, make friends and uh, their families and friends? No, they're, they're on there because they want to prevent salespeople, right? So we were given this incredible technology that was supposed to change the world of sales, and it did. Unfortunately, for the most part, it changed it for the worse. Now let's fast forward a little bit. Ray Tomlinson, 1971, sends the first electronic mail between two devices in one office building, but email began. And what an incredible gift once again, right? We are able to send a letter, send a note, send a message to somebody. And once we hit return or send on our computer, which was a big, you know, likely a big old desktop back then, like an Apple IIe, the individual on the back end could receive that message instantly, right? We don't have to put it out in the mailbox and wait for the person to pick it up and it gets delivered three days later or back then. It was probably a lot longer than that. It was instant access to messaging and messages and mail. How amazing is that for salespeople? What an incredible gift. And once again, we ruined it to the point where technologies had to be created to prevent salespeople from aggressively selling. When I say we ruined it with you know, the, the batch and blast email marketing messages and sales messages and aggressive tactics with the way that we were emailing and phishing scams and all that stuff. So the technology world had to then also develop technology to prevent salespeople with spam filters, right? So every email inbox in the world has spam uh, technology that prevents salespeople from getting into their inbox. And once again, that didn't work either, did it? To the point where, once again, the government had to get involved. And in 2003, George Bush signed into law the Can Spam Act. Uh, the Can Spam Act is an act that means that it has to be easy for individuals to unsubscribe. And it also has all kinds of regulations around opt-ins, address information that is on every email. There's a ton more to it. But the reason the Can Spam Act had to be put in place is because of salespeople. Like, let's just be honest. So when we think about technology and this explosion that's upon us of the future of sales and all of these tech stack tools, I, I recently saw a chart. I, I don't know if it was HubSpot that put it out that had all the logos of the companies that have sales tech tools. And the logos are so tiny on the page, you can't see them because there's so many. Well, I believe that we have to be really, really careful. If you look back to another kind of technology that was also supposed to change the world, but most aggressively changed the world for salespeople, it was the rise of e-commerce. Forrester, back in an April of 2015 article, had a headline that said, quote, 1 million B2B sales jobs eliminated by 2020. And it went on to talk about the fact that e-commerce was basically going to crush the sales profession because individuals, consumers, companies were going to be able to 
do all their research and do all their procurement online. And what did we need B2B salespeople for? Now, again, that was just a little over six years ago. And we've seen that the progression of the B2B sales world has actually exploded instead of shrunk to the point that as of just a couple of weeks ago, ZipRecruiter was reporting that in the United States right now, there are 700,000 open sales positions. So it is certainly not shrinking. It is growing in an aggressive, aggressive way. So my advice to you is let's look at these other incredible tools that we've been given. Let's just start with LinkedIn for a second. LinkedIn is this amazing tool that allows us to not only see the face of the individual we're prospecting to, but their title, their location, their entire resume, the things they're interested in by the things that they like and post on. In many cases, you can actually see their connections. What an incredible hyper-targeting tool. And in many cases, individuals are ruining that from a sales perspective. With what, it's a term that I did not make up, but the pitch slap. Uh, the pitch slap is, I'm going to send you a connection request, and the second that you accept it, I'm going to slap you in the face with a pitch. Now, that is one of those things that has made my connection request inbox full, and I almost get as much satisfaction from getting that down to zero as I do email inbox zero. But that's another example of us taking an incredible gift and screwing it up. I believe, as I look at video, as this incredible opportunity for salespeople to get that face back, to be able to look at somebody and be authentic in the way that they do their outreach by sending little packets of video that can be opened and sent and opened almost instantly. What an incredible gift that is to the sales profession. But the minute that that begins to go as a tool that is used for spamming, again, that dirty word scale, where we start sending generic messages that start with, hello, you, I'm really impressed with what you're doing. And there's actually one technology that allows the individual that's recording the video to use a green screen and put the person that they're sending's LinkedIn profile page as their background. So it looks like it's customized, but it's not. Another great opportunity to ruin an incredible technology. So my advice to you is that you, as you think about using these technologies and bringing them into your organization and bringing them into your day-to-day, I just encourage you to think about this idea of your face, your human-to-human side, being somebody who cares about the customers so that when the customers succeed, we all succeed. And when we all succeed, you succeed. And the economy succeeds and our country succeeds. So those tools, as you're looking to use them, is it making life better for you so that you can get higher volume? Or is it making life better for making the right matches with customers so that your customers succeed and in the end, you do? Really give that some thought. I hope that this little rant today is something that you can take with you and don't be blinded by the promises of technology when used correctly and the right tools i believe it can be an incredible gift to our profession but the minute that we start using it wrong is when we ruin it for everybody else so just be careful as always i would love to hear what you think this is more of a, a rant uh, than anything else, than a true look at sales history. But I think sales history matters in the fact that when we look at these incredible gifts that we've been given, historically, we have not done right by them. And in the end, we've become a profession that my sister-in-law refers to as, ugh, gross, 
versus something that 110 years ago was trusted, respected, and admired. And I believe we can get that back. So as always, share, give me your feedback. Please rate, review this if you get a chance. I really, really appreciate that, especially if you'd like me to keep going with this. This is more of a hobby for me and I just enjoy sharing. So enjoy. Thank you again.